With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Roar! <laughs> Roar! Roar! He's a bad guy. Bad guy. Bad guy. Okay, it is a world famous Chicky Jaguar radio broadcast, coast to coast, supported by Boulder. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty. It's Friday edition of our big program, 526. Memorial Day weekend is upon us. And today on our broadcast, we are going to be doing some incredible, incredible things. Josh Bernstein is going to join us. Dr. Jack Caravelli as well. So uh, we are going to go to the telephones and find... Mr. Josh Bernstein. And uh, see if we can get Mr. Josh in here to do some chitty chatting about some of the different... There he is. There is Mr. Josh Bernstein. We are live, and uh, Josh is with us. And uh, you know Josh Bernstein from radio and television. He has been all over the place, and uh, there is a lot going on in the news. Um, Josh, first of all, give us your thoughts on this uh, situation with Trump in the Middle East. There's there's a lot of folks that are uh, giving him, and I, at least in my opinion, unnecessary criticism. Uh, give, Give me your take on this. My take is, if CNN and MSN and Alphabet actually broadcasted speech the Arab summit, which I don't believe they did, I believe that it was the political and historical equivalent of Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. I think actually wow. in history and historical terms, I believe that that speech will surpass the importance of the Berlin speech with Ronald Reagan. Because what he did was the most incredible uh, steel you know, situation you've ever seen a president do. I truly believe it's one of the greatest speeches by a U.S. president in the history of the United States. He went to the heart of the Middle East, and he looked all of those Arab leaders directly in the eye, and he said, you have a problem, your religion, and because you have the problem with your religion, you cannot count on the United States to solve this issue, it's got to be an issue that's solved for you and your people and your children and your grandchildren and future generations. And then he said, drive them out of their places of worship. Drive them out of your countries and drive them out from this earth. It was the most masterful, powerful speech I have ever heard a president give. And it's just an absolute shame that CNN and the Alphabet Networks refused to cover it. Well, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson uh, on Thursday said the President's first trip abroad since entering office is a signal of the U.S. uh, re-engaging globally after a period of neglect. Uh, 
Uh, well, what do you make of Tillerson's comments? Well, I think Tillerson understands as well. I mean, he, he was a brilliant choice, by the way, to be the Secretary of State, because this is somebody that has done business in every single corner of the world, knows every single you know major leader by first name, probably even knows what their children's names are. I mean, you want to talk about someone that's plugged in to the global community. Uh, there's no one more plugged in than Rex Tillerson. I think ultimately, you know, if you couple with what Tillerson said and then what Trump said today, I think it was today, to, to NATO, basically telling them what he's been telling us on the campaign trail, to pay their fair share, to pay up, and to get the, uh, the back money that's due from NATO and the 23 out of 28 countries that are falling way behind. I, I mean, I think it was just a brilliant move. I mean, it, it just goes to show you the steel you-know-what this guy has. He's not afraid to stick up for America in any chance he can get. And uh, I think that there's going to be some interesting dialogue, shall we say, moving forward about NATO. We've got Josh Bernstein with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, Josh has got a lot of things going on with his radio and television projects. And uh, we'll talk about those here in just a few moments. Uh, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, of course, also uh, said that many leaders, particularly in the part of the world, will, will they'll be traveling the Middle East, Central Asia, even parts of Africa, are ready for a period of what they view to have been neglect to outright dismissal of their concerns. They're ready for re-engagement with America. Is that what uh, the president was attempting to do when he was over there uh, overseas this week? Well, I I think, yeah, I think uh, partly he was planning on doing that. But you have to understand that I think that Rex Tillerson's um, definition, if you will, of re-engagement is to show that America is not going to apologize for its greatness, that America is back in the driver's seat leading from the front rather than from behind. So I think in some respects, the relationship between America and the global community must change. We have to lead. We have to, I don't want to use the word dictate, but we basically have to, in some respects, dictate to the rest of the world what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And clearly, President Trump has said that ISIS needs to be destroyed and that all these terrorist groups that are affiliated in the Middle East, they all have to be destroyed as well. And I don't think he's going to let up on that. And I think he went to the belly of the beast and he told them right to their faces that they have a problem. And so Rex Tillerson is really just doing nothing but being a little bit more diplomatic than maybe the president. Yes, yes. Uh, Josh Bernstein with us today. Dr. Jack Caravelli coming up here in a few moments. And uh, uh, Josh, you're also a representative for AMAC. Uh, give us uh, some updates on, on what's going on with health care and everything uh, this week. Well, look, uh, Mitch McConnell recently said that he doesn't see a way to get to 50 votes in the Senate. Uh, I said this a long time ago, that, and I said it on your show, if the Republicans were smart, which they're not, but if they were, they would pass the House repeal bill right now, the version that is in uh, in the House. And the reason they would pass that exact version is because it repeals about 75% of what Obamacare is, and it saves taxpayers and Americans $622,700,000,000 in taxes, regulations, provisions, riders, you name it. So uh, they barely got the extra votes needed to pass it out of the House, 
The fact that it's now in the Senate, it's dead on arrival. I've been saying that for weeks, uh, not being negative, just being realistic, that the Senate is much, much, much more left-leaning than the House. And uh, therefore, I don't know. I'm not really sure there's going to be a repeal bill because of the fact that Senate Republicans, which are basically liberal Democrats, yes. will kill it. I think, uh, unfortunately, than anything else. It is Josh Bernstein's with us today here on our broadcast. And uh, give us a preview of uh, some of your upcoming uh, television and radio projects you've got coming out there. Well, I just had an awesome interview with Michael Cutler. Uh, I would say the world's foremost expert in illegal immigration and he was talking about a story that no one's talking about where a pakistani was recently arrested in brazil helping smuggling terrorists into the united states through a napra which is in mexico and eight miles from the el paso border there's a isis internment camp actually right there so he was breaking that story on the show next week i've got the one and only larry pratt from I would say the no-nonsense, no-compromise gun lobby of America, gun yes. owners of America. And then um, we got a couple other things that uh, that are in the fire. I'm hoping to get Sheriff David Clark on the show uh, pretty soon as well. And for folks that uh, have you know listened to the Jiggy Jaguar show for a while and have heard me, uh, remember I'm a spokesman for AMAC. And if you want a free membership to AMAC, all you have to do is call 888. 888- Two six two two zero zero six again eight 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 two six two two zero zero six. Tell them that you heard Josh Bernstein, uh, their national spokesman on the Jiggy Jaguar show, and we'll even give you a no strings attached, absolutely no strings attached, free membership just for mentioning my name, amac.us, or call eight 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 two six two two zero zero six. Fantastic. Well, uh, I appreciate you making time for us today, and uh, good luck with everything. And uh, download the Josh Bernstein app as well. And, uh, Josh, thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good holiday weekend. You got it. Thank you. You as well. Thank you, brother. Josh Bernstein with us today. We are going to get a hold of Dr. Jack Caravelli coming up here in a few moments. A good doctor is going to be with us to discuss... uh, Everything that is going on out there in the world around us. So uh, we're going to take a break and be back Today's with more. Today's podcast is brought to you by Amazon. It's really easy to support the Jiggy Jaguar experience before you shop on Amazon. And we all know you do. Go to the website, jagshow.com. Click on the Amazon banner on the homepage. It's that easy. Remember, that's jagshow.com. Click the Amazon banner before you shop. Check out audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. For you, the listeners of the Jiggy Jaguar Experience, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend End of Watch by Stephen King. Check out audible.com. It is amazing. Check out A-U-D-I-B-L-E. T-R-I-A-L dot com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. That's audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Jaguar. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Jaguar for your free audiobook. But an incredible new marketing partner on Transmedia Worldwide, Change of Heart, a film by Pickle Ticklick. Video club, uh, that's right. A love story about two women torn apart too soon. 
Let's tell you a little bit about this. Check out Indiegogo.com. With this film, we hope to remind people that it wasn't long ago that gay marriage was illegal. And the LGBT community were second-rate citizens with limited legal recourse. Through change of heart, we will relieve a moment prior to legalized marriage in the United States. Leading character, Becky must overcome the limitations placed on her by society, as well as make a life-altering decision regarding her loved one. Check it out on Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O. Now, the Jiggy Jaguar Show on JiggyJaguar.com. Hold of Dr. Jack Caravelli here in just a few seconds and see if we can get the good doctor in here and discuss some of his... Uh, Hello. We can help you find another business in the area since the number you called is not in service. I'll look for you now. What is that? Who is that? What's that number? That number's not in service, by the way. They're going to help us try to find another business, though, with that same number. So we are going to do this. We are going to try this again. We are going to input the good doctor's phone number. And we are going to see if we can pull him up. Why do I have him in my Skype as Dan Perkins? I don't know. Hello? And there's the good doctor, Dr. Jack Caravelli. How are you, sir? James, good afternoon. How are you? Pretty good, actually. We uh, were, were, were just chatting uh, with Josh Bernstein in our previous segment about uh, this uh, this terrorism situation and some of the different things going on. Um, you recently got back from an overseas trip. Uh, first of all, let, 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 let's talk about that, and uh, then we'll get into the terrorism aspect and how it relates to your book and, and everything else. But tell us about your trip, Doctor. Well, the trip was great, uh, very interesting. I spent about two days in Riyadh. I was in Saudi Arabia, and it was the days that overlapped, James, the uh, visit of uh, President Trump. Uh, interesting really watched the dynamics. The, uh, the Saudis, and again, I was on the ground watching it, looking at their newspapers and talking to the, some of their local officials. Uh, they, they were thrilled by the Trump visit, and... Literally pulled out all the stops. Uh, as I was uh, riding around in the streets of Riyadh, you could see these massive posters with Trump's picture and, the, and King Salmon's picture next to each other under a big caption that said, Together we will prevail. Uh, not quite sure what they meant by that, but it was, it was all in English, and uh, it, it went very, very well. At the same time that Trump was there, uh, I was speaking um, at a conference on countering terrorism. Uh, they pulled the conference together uh, in Saudi Arabia with about two weeks' notice. It was remarkably well done on such short notice. Had about 300 people, uh, many Arabs, but some Westerners. Uh, but the the overall tone uh, of the of the Saudis, which is probably the most interesting part of all this, was to watch their their obvious pleasure, their relief, that at least as they understood Trump's message, and they signed a massive arms deal, as you know, 
um, $110 billion, you know, there was a real sense that, again, the relief that America was at least back and engaged in the Middle East in a way that, um, uh, that we weren't under Barack Obama. So this gets interesting, and Trump was very clever. I'll add one more thought, James. Um, Trump was very clever in pushing hard the idea of, of what they called in Riyadh uh, the Islamic coalition, you know, which is the, you know, the Gulf member states, the, the Saudis, of course, um, uh, the, the Kuwaitis, the Emiratis, and the like, uh, you know, to really join together to fight terrorism locally. There's no doubt that, you know, the Saudis in particular, uh, in ways have supported terrorism, but I think the, you know, the current government realizes that that's just a, that's a losing hand to play. So I think Trump was, uh, he inspired the Saudis, if that's the right word, but I think he also laid down a hard message that we as Americans will support them, but at the end of the day, it's the nations in the region that have to take the first responsibility for, you know, really mitigating, you know, the effects of, of terrorism, you know, in the region and beyond. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli joining us today here via Skype audio on the world famous Chiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. And, uh, the, uh, the, another situation that took place while you were over there overseas, uh, was, was this situation with this concert. Um, do you think that after this, uh, this, this massacre that millennials and other folks are finally going to take radical Islam seriously? Or uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, James, of course, it's a another tragic event. The Brits have seen a couple in uh, in recent times, and they've seen more, of course, before that. I mean, this was a particularly nasty again because so many, as you just said, young people just trying to have fun and go to a concert uh, wound up being uh, killed or injured. I mean, it's it's hideous. It really is. Um, look, I mean, what you know, maybe the older people have learned through hard experience to answer your question uh, is that uh, there is evil in the world and you know again we saw the the face of evil this time in in Manchester you know all all I can say and uh, I don't know the answer but all I can hope is that the answer to your question is that you know particularly the young people that you know they tend to be optimistic and fun loving and you know that's all great but you know they begin to learn the lesson that there is uh, you know, there are those who would seek to literally kill us, uh, destroy our way of life. It doesn't mean that you lose your optimism, but you, you know, you, you grit your teeth and you, you know, le- learn from the lessons. And, you know, it, what, you know, our country and certainly Western Europe needs is that, that next generation, James, as you and I have talked, of young people that will step up and, you know, provide, you know, different forms of, you know, national service, uh, contribute to their countries, uh, find ways to mitigate threats, try to understand what's happening in their lives. Because, you know, again, as you and I chatted, uh, you know, there's nothing in, you know, the, the, the West, in Europe or in the United States, that is self-sustaining, that, that, that means that the, you know, the good guys always win and, and virtue triumphs. You know, the, the only outcome that's good is going to be one that, you know, each generation, you know, whether it's yours, yours and mine or those younger than us, 
you know, are, are prepared to do. So I, you've asked a great question. How do, I wish I had a better answer, but <laughs> I would be very pleased if, you know, we, we could get the young people to, you know, think soberly and somberly and hard that they are going to inherit a world where not everyone is going to put their arms around us and love us. We've got the fabulous Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live here on the big broadcast. Now, uh, ISIS has struck again with this massacre at this concert. Uh, they say it's only the beginning. Uh, you talk a, you talk a lot about this, uh, with your co-author in your, uh, your book. Uh, you've got some amazing, amazing things in this book. How does it relate to, to what we've seen over there? Well, uh, sadly, James, in a way, the, the age of hatred, and thanks for asking, uh, the age of hatred, which I did with Jordan, uh, a, a, a broadcast journalist living in Italy, I mean, what we really wanted to do was try to put into perspective these kinds of events that we've seen uh, in Manchester most recently, but also uh, in France, uh, in Berlin, uh, in Nice, France, as well as Paris, uh, uh, on the, uh, the bridge uh, by the Houses of Parliament in London. Uh, and, and, you know, and what this is is, you know, we are in this global age. In many ways, that's a wonderful thing, but in some ways it, it, it's very dangerous, as we're seeing, because, you know, the sort of the, this age of hatred cuts across boundaries and borders, doesn't respect those, and is able in different ways either to directly recruit People like you know this, the, the, those that uh, carried out these attacks in Britain, or uh, or inspire them, I guess is the word, uh, as well. So you know we are in an again in an age of hatred where we cannot you know fully stamp out you know that that kind of rhetoric and that kind of, of recruitment uh, from the Middle East, even as ISIS loses ground. We're, we're doing well against them. Militarily, I wish we could do it even faster. We write about those issues in the book, but at the same time, I think we've got to assume that as we drive out ISIS in the region militarily and we talk about those issues, we may be seeing the start of a new wave of, particularly in Europe, terrorism uh, as ISIS tries to move in other areas and also show that it's not fully defeated and it's still relevant. You know, we, we see the, uh, for example, the uh, immigration problems in Germany. Angela Merkel, over two years, allows a million migrants to come from the Middle East into Germany. Germany has had a series of problems in the past two years with migrants. Now, probably 98 or 99% of them are either young people or families trying to find peace and, and, and a better life outside their homelands. But, again, that 1% is, is big enough, you know, to be really troubling for the Germans. And in Manchester, as an example, you know, there, there has been, and there remains, James, uh, and I've been up there, you know, a, a large Muslim population. Most of them are peace-loving, want to go about their lives and assimilate into British society. But obviously, there are some that don't, and those will continue to be major challenges for the security, in, uh, for the British, for the Europeans, and depending on 
who we let into our country, and there are, we know there are a lot of active FBI investigations uh, here, uh, you know, for us as well. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli joining us today, 24 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us here on our big broadcast. And, uh, Doctor, your book is is incredible. It's a... It, 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 this is going to sound really strange, but I know I know that you're going to know what I mean here. Uh, but it, it's a shame that that your book is so relevant nowadays with uh, radical Islam and all these things. Well, James, you're right. You know, we began working this about a year, year and a half ago uh, when the first Paris attacks. You you may recall the Charlie Hebdo uh, attacks, and and we picked up the story from there. Uh, but, but you're right, I, I, this is one of the times I fully agree with you and do understand what you're saying, that I, you know, I wish we were, <laughs> I wish we were irrelevant and didn't have a story to tell, but, but we do. Uh, we're, we're very relevant in what we talk about in the Middle East, what we talk about in Europe. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, in a way I'm proud that we were able to, you know, knock this one so closely to the, to real events. But at the same time, I'm deeply saddened when you see pictures of, of young children butchered by some uh, maniacal uh, young individual. Uh, you know, you, you just shake your head and, you know, what, wonder what the world is coming to. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today here on our big program. And, uh, Doctor, uh, before we let you go, what, what do you make of... Uh, the, the recent trip, uh, now, now that he's back in the United States, what, what, what do you think is going to happen uh, moving forward here with the president? Well, you know, by all accounts, I, I think he, I think, number one, James, he did what he wanted to do uh, in terms of meeting not only in Saudi Arabia, but then as he pushed on into Israel, into Brussels uh, with NATO, and then certainly with the Pope. You know, I, I'll bet the president would say, and probably rightly so, he did what he wanted to do. Now, you know, I think the, the the only realistic answer to your question, you know, whether it's you know in pushing the the, the Middle East uh, nations to take on terrorism even more forcefully, uh, or trying to get the uh, the Europeans uh, at NATO to spend more on defense, the the follow through, the carry through, you know, is what really matters. Uh, I think uh, Trump probably did, uh, within realistic terms, just about everything he possibly could. Uh, sort of to lay the groundwork on a lot of these issues, terrorism, Middle East peace, NATO defense spending. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I think he probably had, uh, and I'm sure he was happy to get out of Washington uh, for a bit, um, but I, I think he will look back and say that, you know, this was the start. If there's carry-through of some real policy changes led by the United States, not only in the Middle East, but in NATO as well. So, you know, I, again, from, you know, preliminary evidence, you know, I give the president, you know, a real thumbs up for probably a good job. And now, you know, it's going to take his staff and his senior people and, and those he met with to decide if they, you know, really want to move in the directions he discussed. It is Dr. Jack Caravelli. He's with us today here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, and, of course, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. And, uh, Doctor, but before we let you go, uh, what, what do you have lined up here the next couple of weeks? Are you going to be going uh, back overseas doing any speaking or anything of that nature? 
Well, James, thanks. Uh, straight answer is yes. This will be the fourth trip I, international trip I've made in the month of May. I'll be leaving actually tomorrow to go to London, and then I will be in Oxford, home of a uh, humble little university, um, where I'll be chairing actually a cyber conference uh, for a couple of days, uh, return to London, and then uh, hopefully get back to the United States before my family changes the locks on me. <laughs> That is awesome. Uh, Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. And, uh, Doctor, we will talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend. James, thank you very much. Best to your audience, and stay well. Definitely. Thank you, my friend. That, of course, Dr. Jack Caravelli on Skype Audio here on our big program. We are going to take a uh, brief time out. And when we come back, we've got more coming up. It is... A world famous Cheeky Check Bar Radio broadcast back here in a few moments. new marketing partner on Transmedia Worldwide, Change of Heart, a film by Pickle Tick-Click Video Club. Uh, that's right. A love story about two women torn apart too soon. Let's tell you a little bit about this. Check out Indiegogo.com. With this film, we hope to remind people that it wasn't long ago that gay marriage was illegal. And the LGBT community were second-rate citizens with limited legal recourse. Through change of heart, we will relieve a moment prior to legalized marriage in the United States. Leading character, Becky, must overcome the limitations placed on her by society, as well as make a life-altering decision regarding her loved one. Check it out on Indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O.com. Change of heart, a film. Check it out today. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. Today's podcast is brought to you by Amazon. It's really easy to support the Jiggy Jaguar experience before you shop on Amazon. And we all know you do. Go to the website, jagshow.com. Click on the Amazon banner on the homepage. It's that easy. Remember, that's jagshow.com. Click the Amazon banner before you shop. Jiggy Jaguar. Neil Bortz with us today. He's if they put Fox News on, liberals will complain. Uh-huh. If they put CNN on, conservatives going to complain. Jiggy Jaguar. We've got Tom Donahue with us today. I started to organize. Uh, no, not like Obama. Jiggy Jaguar. Publisher of Talkers Magazine, Michael Harrison. And uh, it's a lot of fun, and, and it's very informative, and uh, it, it does a lot of things. One, it, it's www.jiggyjaguar.com. Check out audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. 
For you, the listeners of the Jiggy Jaguar Experience, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend End of Watch by Stephen King. Check out audible.com. It is amazing. Check out A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. That's audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash jaguar. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash jaguar for your free audiobook. Now, the Jiggy Jaguar Show on JiggyJaguar.com. It's the nigga take it. It is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Apparently there is a guy in Detroit who is a pro wrestler who is black who is doing like an Undertaker gimmick and he refers to himself as the nigga taker. I don't know. I just the things you see on the social media. On the social media. It's just the way it is. I don't know. Denise on the Middle East uh, was supposed to join us uh, here in our program. Don't know where where she is hiding or what she's up to, but uh, maybe we'll get her in here at a certain point this afternoon. Uh, Coming up, A.K. Patch. Alan K. Patch, the, uh, the author. Mr. Patch. Mr. Patch. I call him Mr. Patch. Or AK, whatever you want to refer to him. What does the K stand for? Is it Kevin? I demand to know. I demand to know who the author is. I don't know. Stuff coming up. Doing things big time, and of course, uh, get a hold of us on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course, the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available on the App Store. JiggyJaguar.us, you can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news, and programming information, all available on our fantastic, fantastic app, and uh, we have some numbers from our... uh, podcast our podcast as they say wow no no uh no social media impressions what the hell is this we've got some folks who listen to us over there on lineup and i'm glad they do but uh, that's that okay uh we are gonna go to the Telephones. Actually, we're not going to go to the telephones. We're going to go to the telephones. And we're going to hammer it out. No, I don't know. All is now being reported. Here's this. Hi, James. Good morning, Doctor. How are you? 
Uh, good. How are you doing? I appreciate you having me on your show. Now, uh, look, give, give us a little bit on your background. Uh, yeah, I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon, and I perform all types of cosmetic surgery. And so I'm real excited to share with you kind of this new breakthrough in plastic surgery called Kybella. Well, let's talk about it. So Kybella is the only FDA-approved injectable treatment to dissolve away fat from the double chin area. And there was a recent study performed by Aragon looking at 2,000 adults ages 18 to 65, finding that literally 47% of adults dislike uh, and are bothered by the appearance of the area under the chin, the double chin fat. And if you would have asked me literally just two or three years ago, what can I do about it if I'm at a good weight and I take care of myself, the only option I would have given you back then is surgery, is liposuction. But today we have a new injectable treatment called Kybella. It's the only FDA-approved injectable treatment to dissolve away the fat under the chin. And the great thing about it is it doesn't involve surgery, and retreatment is not expected after you get your results. Well, how do we uh, get our hands on this? Well, this is a place, uh, this is a treatment that is medical. So you do want to see a physician or a physician extender to have the procedure performed. You want to consult with them first. I recommend you go to mykybella.com. That's M-Y-K-Y-B-E-L-L-A.com to find a physician or a physician extender in your area to discuss it and see whether you might be a good candidate for it. Now, uh, what's some feedback you've gotten on it? Uh, the feedback so far has been great for Kybella. You know, this is something where not everybody wants to have surgery or even would consider surgery. And when you consider that the survey shows that 47% of adults dislike that area, it really gives them a good option to have it treated and not go under the knife. Uh, now, it does take multiple treatments. Typically, the treatments are spaced four weeks apart at minimum, but the results that we've had uh, with our patients in my practice, we've been very happy with it. Now, uh, where can we go for more information on this? Well, if you're considering Kybella, if you don't like that double chin fat and you are healthy, you've got good skin, then go to mykybella.com. That's M-Y-K-Y-B-E-L-L-A.com for more information and to find a physician in your area that you can consult with regarding this uh, kind of breakthrough procedure in the field of plastic surgery. Fantastic. Have yourself a good weekend. Thank you so much. You too. We've got an incredible new marketing partner with us today, Transmedia Worldwide. Q-L-I-P-P is the ultimate tennis performance sensor. It measures every part of your stroke, analyzing span, speed, and sweet spot accuracy of each shot. Designed to improve your game with the most advanced analytics possible, check out igg.me slash at slash ql. IPP. Oh, that's right. It's an amazing, amazing new product. Check out igg.me slash at slash qlibb. Check out audibletrial.com slash jaguar. For you, the listeners of the Jiggy Jaguar experience, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Personally, I recommend End of Watch by Stephen King. Check out audible.com. It is amazing. Check out A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. That's audibletrial.com slash J-A-G-U-A-R. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash jaguar. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash jaguar for your free audiobook. 
Hello, everybody. I'm Kip Marlowe, author of The Entrepreneur's Success and Sacrifice. If you're interested in starting a business, growing your current one, or just need some inspiration, this is the book for you. Learn the secrets of success from entrepreneurs like Arlene Neen, who just started her seventh company at the age of 96. Order it at ecrsuccess.com or at Amazon and learn 22 stories of ordinary people who became wildly successful. It could change your life. Dan Perkins here for Songs and Stories for Soldiers with your veterans tip of the day. Did you know that the suicide rate for women vets is 12 times that of their sisters in civilian life? Did you know that one in four women vets feel uncomfortable about talking to people about their mental health issues? Did you know almost 600,000 women vets in America are suffering from PTSD? It's time to help. It's time for all of us to encourage our sisters, mothers, and wives to get help by contacting their local VA hospital clinic or community-based health care center. So if you know a woman vet that is suffering, go to va.gov and find their nearest VA facility. This has been Dan Perkins of Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us with your veterans tip of the day. And it's that time of the week to go into our Car Care Advocate mailbag to answer a listener's question. Dear Pam, I just filled up my Mercedes, and several miles later, my check engine light lit up on the dash. But the next time I started the car, the light was off. What could that mean? Hey, I know what everyone's thinking out there, gas cap. But that light turned off, so I wouldn't just be looking at the gas cap, but other things that could be creating that issue. The consumer's best bet is to stop by their trusted ASC Blue Seal shop or dealership for a quick check. Lesson learned. Want to learn more about your vehicle? Visit me, ASC Tech Pam Oaks, at carcareadvocate.com, making you a savvy car consumer. The Jiggy Jaguar Show on JiggyJaguar.com. It is the big broadcast. It is coast to coast. It is border to border. It is the Friday edition of the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Alan K. Patch is going to join us here in just a few moments. We are going to chat with Mr. Patch, the uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Well, he's not really a legend, but... Well, he kind of is. Maybe, 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 maybe he could be convinced to be a legend. I thought it was funny though. Our last interview, we we talked to a guy, an Asian gentleman about chins. That joke just kind of is there. If you want to think about it, that's cool. If you don't, that's fine too. Uh, <laughs> we are kind of. We've been doing some interesting things from our good friends over at Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Check out BGE Radio at buildgrowandenjoy.com. Also, we've been doing some things for Lineup Media over there, lineupmedia.fm. And Jay Izzo joins us each and every uh, week to talk, uh, to, to deal with that. We also, uh, have jiggyjaguar.com. That's our website, it's our official website. Lots of things happening, as they say. Lots of things happening. So. It's good. It's good stuff. It, it's it's the way it is. But double chin. The chin man. The chin man. He's the can man man. Can man man. 
But we are going to go to the uh, telephones here in just a second. And I believe Alan K. Patch joins us. How are you, sir? Very good. Happy to be back with you on Patch of the History, Jiggy. Now, uh, you have uh, a wealth of knowledge. You are you are very well educated, my friend. Uh <laughs> It is, it is, it is, it is absolutely amazing the things that you, the things that you know and the things that you bring us each and every week on this. I, uh, it's absolutely amazing. We've got Alan K. Patch with us today. Retired Navy captain, historian, and author. His books are Passage at Delphi and Delphi's Chosen. Also, check out www.akpatchauthor.com. And the topic today, revisiting the visit. President of the United States and the King of Saudi Arabia. President Donald Trump met with King Solomon of Saudi Arabia and they greeted each other as two national leaders, neither bowing to the other. But the first meeting between an American president and a Saudi king took some interesting turns. In February 1945, it was the first introduction of the very diverse cultures, establishing a relationship that has evolved slowly. As a hint to the uh, context of that meeting in 1945, King Saud became king of the new country of Saudi Arabia in 1932. And oil was discovered in Saudi in 1936. Historian Alan K. Patches with us today with this interesting patch of history that affects the U.S. and the world to this very day. Alan, uh, give us some details on this. Well, you know, here, here we are, you know, and we always kind of come back to this, this uh, you know, this idea that, that history gives us context for the things that are going on today. Yes. And so we're, we're talking about this, this, you know, this meeting with uh, President Trump and the Saudi king, and uh, we have to realize that this relationship began in 1945. And it, wow. <laughs> when you look at this story, you start to go, how the heck did this ever happen? Um, but that's what I want to tell you about today, because it, it's interesting how this meeting took place. This is, this is February 1945, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who's the President of the United States, we'll call him FDR, that's, that's a lot of people know him as. Oh, yeah. He's coming back from, he's come back from the Yalta Conference. Um, with with Stalin and Churchill, where they're they're you know the end of war is coming, and they're going to start dividing up you know spheres of influence, and how the post-war world is going to look. And on the way back, he decides to stop um, in Egypt because uh, there was there was a lot of diplomatic uh, emotions going back and forth. But he stops in Egypt to meet three important presidents: Haile Selassie from Ethiopia and Farouk from Egypt, but the new Saudi king. And so they have to meet, but guess what? They don't meet on land. They meet on a Navy ship. Why did they meet on a Navy ship? Well, you know, um, uh, first uh, a U.S. Navy ship picked up the Saudi king and brought um, 48 members of his personal entourage. This guy wanted to bring 200, including some of his wives. He has 22 wives, Jiggy. (laughs) He wants to bring wow. this big entourage with him, but they can't fit it on a Navy destroyer. So the security of bringing him to this meeting with FDR, he boards a Navy destroyer, and then they meet on this lake uh, in near Egypt, and and he has to be transferred from one ship to the other. Now this Saudi king, he's got injuries from the wars, you know, so because because he's just uh, you know kind of put his country together and there were there was fighting and he's got a lot of battle and he doesn't really walk very well but he's a very big guy and so he has to transfer from one ship to the other they finally get him onto the ship where FDR is 
and you have to imagine the the cultures just you know the different cultures coming together on a spit and polish and disciplined navy ship with FDR aboard and other admirals and dignitaries, and here comes the new Saudi king. Two cultures completely clashing and coming together. It is a uh, great guest to this today, Alan K. Patch. He joins us. It's Patches of History. And uh, tell, tell us some more details about this first meeting between uh, FDR and uh, the king. Yeah, well, you know, they go aboard ship, and, and, and they, uh, you know, he, he's got his robes on. He's got a headdress with gold cords. And, uh, you know, his assistants have bare feet, and they're wearing daggers and swords. You know, and here's FDR sitting in a chair. Of course, FDR, as you know, he doesn't have use of his legs. He's sitting in a chair. So so they bring the king. They shake hands. Uh, you know, they offer the king of Saudi Arabia his own wardroom. But guess what? He says, no, I want to sleep on the deck. So they have to they have to erect this large brown tent so the Saudi king can sleep outside with all his staff. And, uh, the, you know, there's steel decks on a, on a Navy ship. So they put down all these rugs because, remember, his legs, uh, you know, he doesn't walk well and his legs are sore, so they have to cushion his legs against, you know, the steel decks. So it's kind of funny. If this gets, this gets even better, Jiggy, the king and it has to have fresh meat. So he's not going to eat the food that the Navy kicks, cooks for him. Guess what? He brings on ten sheep, and they have to put a pen on the back of this Navy ship where they keep the sheep for his meals. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, so, I'm what, 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 what was there... Think about what, was there anything unus- uh, more unusual than that about this meeting? Well, uh, you know, they, 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 it was interesting because, you know, the different cultures are, are coming to bear. You know, for example, he had never had apple pie with ice cream before. So, once again, it's these kind of things where the two cultures are looking at each other, and they're very, very different. And, but the report that came in, really, in the end, is that, is that our people were more surprised by their culture than they were by ours. You know, here, here they are going on a ship for the first time. Of course, they're very, very religious people. Um, you know, there's no drinking, smoking. Uh, but there was a report that, you know, that some of the attendants were downstairs with the Saudi king was upstairs, and they were watching a movie on, by Lucille Ball. <laughs> this is 1945. So what a what a culture class it must have been for these men who you know pretty much lived in the desert. They were Bedouins, and so it was educational for both sides, no doubt about it. Uh, there's some interesting things that happened at the end of it um, because FDR um, gave the Saudi king some gifts, and he gave him uh, the Saudi king couldn't walk well, and FDR had two wheelchairs with him, and he gave him one of his wheelchairs which uh, the Saudi king kept as, you know, as a great, uh, uh, you know, present from FDR. And uh, so that was one thing. But the second thing, um, Jiggy, is he gave him an airplane. He gave him a DC-3, and it was specially designed so that it was a rotating throne in the airplane so that the king could always face Mecca when he was flying if he wanted to. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Alan K. Patch is with us. Uh, Alan's books, Passage of Delphi and Delphi's Chosen, are available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and akpatchauthor.com. Uh, now, what was this meeting about? Give us more details on this. Well, you know, um, you know it, was improved to, it, was, it was to improve the diplomatic relations because, you know, 
first of all, uh, you know, the, the Britons were very much involved in that area, and, and uh, but, but the Saudi king gave uh, the Standard Oil Company the rights to develop oil, because oil was discovered there in 1936. So he bypassed the British, who had supported him, to give it to the Americans. So, you know, there were diplomatic relations being formed, but also security agreements, and also what was going to happen with all the oil. But there was an even more important part to this treaty, which was the question of Palestine. And what was going to happen with Palestine? Was it going to be divided? And what was going to happen to all the displaced European Jews, you know, with the Holocaust and what happened in World War II? There were so many of them. And there was talk in World War I of establishing a Jewish state in Palestine. And here we are in 1945. After that was talked about in 1917. and 1945, here we are, the questions coming up again. What are we going to do with all these um, Jewish people who have been displaced? And FDR and the King of Saudi Arabia were there to discuss that. And the King of Saudi Arabia was solidly against it. He says, you know, you, you should not do this because there will, you know, there will be tremendous fighting. Essentially, that's, that's what he went through. And FDR said, you know, we will not agree to anything unless we consult with you. That's, that's another sort of, you know, uh, synopsis of what they talked about. But, but uh, that's, that, what was, that was really what it was about. They wanted to, to take uh, the temperature of what was going to happen with this whole idea with uh, Palestine and whether there was going to be a Jewish state started there. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Alan K. Patch joins us here in our broadcast. Retired USN Captain Alan Patch grew up in Plymouth, Massachusetts with a uh, family history that precedes the American Revolution by over a century. His book, Passage of Delphi and Delphi's Chosen, are available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and akpatchauthor.com. Now, what happened three years later and what issues were still, quote-unquote, on the table? Well, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, FDR was, was really rather ill when this meeting took place. He died two months later after he met the Saudi king. And all the promises that he had made, the Saudi king kept to heart, you know, as an agreement between, you know, the West and the Arab states. Well, in 1948, um, Harry Truman signed immediately onto the idea of the establishment of Israel as a state. And there was no consultations with the Arab states. And so um, Palestine was partitioned. The state of Israel existed in 1948. And, of course, there were many wars associated with that. And we have to kind of look at it now as, you know, all those promises that were made. But, but then, in the end, it was not kept. But, that, but Saudi Arabia still, through uh, how many presidents now? Twelve presidents? And through five of their kings, they still kept their agreements despite um, that change. Um, but still, you know, we kind of have to look at, uh, you know, the predictions of the Saudi king kind of continue to haunt us. Very, very difficult area to understand. We still maybe don't understand that culture real well, um, Jiggy. You know, the, the Arab culture is something we just don't understand well. It is Alan K. Patch. He's with us today. Alan, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on the program. Oh, yeah, thank you. And uh, we'll be back next week. And uh... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.